When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and thanks for joining us for another episode of the phnx suns podcast don't forget to hit that like button subscribe review you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review forcey gerald let's go oh, i'm sorry i didn't get what the play come on man let's go <laughs> i'm Lindsay smith that's Saul bookman that's gerald borgay and that's espo and hey there's four of us right mm-hmm. four of us for the fourth seed that hey. the suns have officially clinched how exciting! It yeah. is. Can we change Suns in four to Suns at four now? Can we have a new a new thing? So I think we just need to eliminate. <laughs> Technically, four. they are in four yeah. seed. Like, let I mean, I, I'm still I still have trauma from those words. Let's be very yeah. clear. No punching Nuggets fans tomorrow, and then saying that not okay, Ooh, everybody. Why do you think all right? about that. Not okay. I'm a little intrigued. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, no, no, <laughs> There's no. no. Suns in fourth and popping. No. Denver fan. No, no. We gotta leave we that do one not, in the past. We do not advocate for violence, yes. but it, should you get out of hand? Oh boy. <laughs> if they start it. <laughs> I think we just let that one be what it was, where it was. Yes. Right? A moment in time. Exactly. Kids, we don't fight. The killer killer part for me in that whole scenario was the fact that they always teach you in in battle. Like, whoever has the higher ground Mm -hmm. has the advantage. Right. And the dude that had the higher ground got his ass whooped so hard. (laughs) I'm like, damn, son. Like, if it was an even playing field, you would have got Torched even worse. Hey, guess who has higher ground in the playoffs this year? The Denver Nuggets. And there's your segue. <laughs> into what? What is the segue into, that in, we're into, leading into? the playoff into picture. The rundown. Oh, well, oh, I didn't realize that a, an uppercut was a segue no, into the rundown. My bad. <laughs> with the, the advantage of the playoff seating. <laughs> Lindsay, are you even paying attention nope, to anything we're talking about? Not at all. I, when, you, when you got to talking about punching people, I was like, let me tune this one out so that I can claim that I do not recall. There you go. I'm just immediately going for the I do not recall. The fact that defense. you just said that actually means that you did recall. Well, you know what? Uh, Shane Young on Twitter did break down for us <laughs> the reasons the Suns have clinched the fourth seed. So one, the Kings have secured a better record. Most losses Phoenix can accumulate is 30H, which would theoretically put them in a tie with Golden State. The Suns own the tiebreaker over the Warriors. They've also clinched the tiebreaker over the Lakers and the Clippers. Also, there are zero permutations where all four of Suns, Warriors, Clippers, and Lakers can finish with the same record. Therefore, the four-way tiebreaker won't apply. The Suns win every three-way tiebreaker between those teams. So that's why it's locked in. Uh, 
This is Think very change. complicated, and that's why nobody knew last night yes. if the Suns had clinched the four or not. It was very murky trying to figure Except out. Except for Shane Young, who tweeted this out last night and then followed up today because everyone was like, wait, how? Explain this math to us. <laughs> well, Show us the NASA calculation. <laughs> it's hilarious because this year is in such disarray that like, normally at the start of the day around this time of year, NBA comms on Twitter will tweet out, like, here's what happens if this team wins. And this year they were just like, like we don't know. Like we're just gonna wait and see because there's too many scenarios to tweet out. It, we're gonna need a Twitter thread that's like uh, 50 tweets yeah. deep to explain this to you all. Need an Excel Look, spreadsheet to figure yeah. this out. I mean, this is obviously good news, but what you what you just said to me is the next three games are meaningless, basically, uh, mm. from a Suns perspective. No, no. I'm going to disagree <laughs> with you. you I'm going to disagree with you. We're going to get into that here in just a minute. But before we start arguing about that, I think we should um, enjoy this moment. Well, because he said he thinks they're meaningless, and I don't think they're meaningless. So we're already inevitably set up to argue, right? Yeah. Exactly. Two people colliding towards each other. But I do think we should live in the... The green grass, the rainbows and butterflies for a little bit longer before we go down that route, because okay. we also have home court in the first round. And that is going to be a huge for us, depending on who we end up playing in the first round of the playoffs. And we already know how important the fan base is. We have all witnessed and experienced Valley playoff fandom, but mm -hmm. Kevin Durant has not. But even though he hasn't, he does have an idea of what it's like. I also think that last year was a little different because they were a 64 win team. They locked up the one seed. Everything was kind of on cruise control. And I, the, the first series was a little, you know, it was a little, it was a little wonky. It was a little scary there for a second. Cause you didn't know, especially when Devin Booker got hurt, like, oh man, are these guys going to be able to hold on with just DA and, and CP three. Uh, and so I felt like it wasn't as raucous and as crazy as it was the finals here. Mm. And then you saw that a little bit even more in that second uh, round series against the Mavs. I think we're going to go back to that 2021 run uh, this year, because I think fans, A, are not taking it for granted like they did last year. I think last year everybody thought, oh, man, for sure fire. We're going to the finals again. We're going to try and win that championship, and it all blew up in their face. Uh, and then second, you got Kevin Durant, and that makes a whole lot of difference. So I expect to see a, a very energetic uh, crowd this time around. It, it's definitely going to be re-energized to that sense of desperation and not knowing what is promised. Like I think yeah. last year when you win 64 games – you are nine games ahead of the next closest team. The assumption heading in is that you are the title favorites, and so it's harder to get up for the first round, the second round, especially in that first round when Book goes down in game two. It kind of took the air out of the building. I think this time around, we're going to get back to that. Like We don't know what is promised. The West is wide open. Mm -hmm. This team has had like seven games with its best player on the court so far. Um, so And it could be a tough matchup depending on who they get. So I, I do think the energy is going to be electric again like it was in 2021. I actually think it's great for the team, too, because I think there was a bit of complacency last year, too, because you go on this insane run to the finals and nobody expects it. Then you come back and you're the talk of the league. Mm -hmm. You're sitting at one. And I think even naturally they probably felt 
some of that too. Now there's the chip on the shoulder. There's something to prove. The KD experiment, you know, is only going to be what ten games in mm-hmm. by the time uh, the playoffs roll around. So I think they're going to be amped and ready to try to to prove people wrong. The fans are going to be too. Those first two games at Footprint, I think, are going to be electric because then you add in the whole Matt Ishbia's first time as a as an owner in the playoffs. All these things, I think, they're going to go the extra mile to make sure that experience is next level for these fans. You, you know, one of the other things that I think uh, also contributes to last year's demise, right, is that they were so consistent all year long, and then they got the injury with Devin. Um, and CP3 and, and DA were trying to carry the load. And, you know, some games they did, some games they didn't, but they still won the Series 4-2. Then you got the, the Dallas Mavericks Series, and it, and it felt like in those first two games, the real Suns came back. Like, they were dominant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Luka was the pigeon, and they were going at him, and everything was clicking on all cylinders. At that point, after those first two games, I was like, oh, there's no way we're not going to the finals. Like, right. these dudes are killing it. Mm. And then it all changed, and that inconsistency kind of came back, and you didn't know who you could trust out there on the court. You didn't know what these guys were capable of. One game, you know, Mikael Bridges is having three points. The next game, he had 30 and leads the team, and they win game five, and Chris Paul's like a shell of himself. This year, it felt like we started off kind of where we left off a little bit, and I know we won some games at the beginning of the season, but after Devin got hurt and things kind of tailed off, CP3 was injured, and then even when he came back, he was a little inconsistent. You needed more from him. So this season has been kind of a, uh, an up and down. Now you got KD. You've won seven games in a row with him, four in a row this current stretch, and it seems like things are picking up and in, in, in going in the right direction more, more than anything from a consistency standpoint. Still got to work on the third quarters. But outside of that, I feel like I feel good about where this team is going and projected to be at by the time game one turns around. I also think not riding so high this whole season, having like highs and lows is probably more beneficial for this team than last year's just entire season, because you were literally sitting pretty all year. (laughs) Yeah. Like you didn't have anything to play for early in March. It felt like, and Mm -hmm. that's just too much time to be able to sit back and just chill and coast your way into the playoffs. And that's not to say that it was like, uh, the the team or the players got complacent or anything of that sort, but I get it, like to an extent, right? It's easy to just get happy on the farm if you're money in right. that type of a situation. This year, you had a little more bumps in the road, so you're a little bit more mentally locked in. Yeah, and that, and that's something they've talked about, you know, compared to last year when a they didn't even know who their playoff opponent was going to be until two games before because they were facing a team that was going through the play in. Um, and then just, you know, compared to last year when they were resting guys ahead of the end of the regular season because they didn't have anything to play for. This time it's a little bit different because of the Kevin Durant factor because they have these new players. So it'll be interesting to see how they approach the final three regular season games. All right. Well, before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys that we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all our picks, and we're going to have special offers for our viewers and listeners each week as well. So if you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. So let me break it down and tell you exactly how it works. Super simple. Download the BetMGM app, sign up using bonus code PHNX, place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. 
and you will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Uh, now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Thanks, Shane. Also, don't forget that during the playoffs, every away game, we're going to be out at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium in Glendale. So plan to come hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, we're going to have special promos that are happening. Thanks to our friends at BetMGM for everyone who comes out. Mm -hmm. So put it in your calendar right now. Did you guys ever watch Animaniacs back in the day? Yeah. yeah. It's Do you remember Animaniacs? Do you remember uh, Wacko's... Uh, states uh where he points to all the states <laughs> yeah that's what i think of every time Shane <laughs> is reading the disclaimer and he's just naming off states that's great yeah uh musab in the chat said amazing how shane can deliver that flawlessly every time he's every a time. pro's pro we just keep him in the back audio room we do we just wait just point we just at him wait until we're as ready to go the light is on. <laughs> he just goes okay. and then he gets fed that's Here's how we the deal. i know that you guys all some of you anyway, I guess I shouldn't lump you all in the same box, mm. but I know that some of you love hearing Espo talk about Roman and the ad read, right? <laughs> Today, though, we felt like we needed to bring in a very special treat for you because our very own from the Coyote Show, Petey, absolutely crushed this read for Roman. So we just we just we're going to copy his homework today. And here you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm nervous. There Ready? There was an old man who lived on my block. All that he wanted was a really hard puzzle to do to keep his mind quick. And a partner that occasionally would play with his checkers he set up down by the creek. And the blood started flowing to his enormous large feet that he tripped on and fell in the grass because all he was thinking about was a nice piece of pie that his partner had just freshly made and if he played his cards right he might just get ice cream on top for which he could lick and his partner two hands up and down on his Hole used for fishing to give him good luck and later that day they would finally Go to the store for some fresh candy bits And he would grab hold of her lovely firm Hands that he held while they stared at the clock And she bent on over to kiss his bald Head that reminded her of the statue of Venus And she reached in his pocket to grab hold his Wallet to pay for some Roman supplies To keep her man happy And her with quivering Roman, because we're all thinking dirty. (laughs) 
I mean, uh, legendary, yes. legendary. I'm sure Ryan House loves their logo. <laughs> <laughs> we maybe we should have taken that part out. Hey, it's for the kids. Hey, it was for the kids. Oh, no. Honestly, hey. though. Honestly, though, it did help raise a lot of money. Yeah. So we'll give them that. That's yeah. the only yeah. reason why the Coyotes beat us in raising money that night. Yeah. It's the only reason Agreed. because PD is an absolute legend yeah. in what he does. Yeah. Okay, I do have to read the dis like this thing real quick. To learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to row.co slash phnx to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash phnx. Uh, again, Petey, thank you for letting us copy your homework because <laughs> yes. honestly, nobody can top that one hey, his, except for you. You're the only one who could top that. I think he might have topped it today with the one he did I on the Coyote seen show. It really? yet, but it I heard it was really good. It was Masters related. You can only imagine oh, where boy. golf goes oh, when it comes gosh. to Roman. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, Petey. The best. All wow. right. Now, this is the part of the show where, Espo, we maybe see, we don't see eye to eye. We're talking rest versus reps. I want to get your guys' opinions on how you think the Sun should approach these last three games. But before we talk about it, let's see what Monty has to say about it. We, we're talking about it as a staff. Um, we haven't talked about it with the guys just yet. Uh, we feel like there's some things that need to play out first. And talking with the players, we feel like we have a decent idea of what we're trying to do with certain groups and certain combinations. And so the more games you can play and work on that stuff, the better. But um, I'm, always, I'm always confused by the, the rhythm and the conditioning deal when you have your last game on Sunday and you could be out until Sunday. You know what I mean? So it's like, how much conditioning can you keep? I think the one good thing, though, is in our position, we'll know exactly who we're going to play, and that team will be in the same position as us. And so there's no, you know, guessing. Like last year, we were, we had to guess, and you know, we played against a team that was coming out of the gates, um, ready to go. So I think we're in a good spot. There's always something that you can add or get better at. But I think every team is like that. So what do you guys think? I like what he said there about the fact that last year it was kind of unpredictable who they were going to play. Any one of three teams. And, uh, and the fact that they came in, as he said, they came in hot. Like they were ready to go. They'd stayed in rhythm. Uh, and they came out aggressively and played very, very well. The Pelicans did. So this year, knowing that both teams are on equal level and you know what to expect, the week off, yeah, it's going to suck. But at the same time, both teams have to deal with it. So there's no excuse. I think, to me, you got to play. You got to play all three games. Now, the first two of these last three, I feel like you play as normal. You would play as a, a normal regular season game. And to be honest, with the Lakers game specifically, that literally affects your playoff seeding in terms of who you might match up against. Uh, you kick the shit out of them. And you always kick the shit out of the Lakers because the Lakers can go kick rocks. Um, outside of that, that third game against the Clippers, again, I'm not a big fan of, of sacrificing a win just because you want to get rest. Like, I'm not because it's 82 games for a reason. I think it is, as long as there, there's still something to play for for the Clippers, you play the game, you play it out. If it's not, if it, everything's been decided before that, 
play the guys like a half and then just call it a day. I, for me, I look at it, and it's not about getting the rest. It's about strategy here. Like, And for me, you play Thursday, hands down, and you try to beat the crap out of, out of Denver to send a message, right? Uh, regardless of who they're playing. But I'd imagine they have to play most of their guys because Memphis has gotten uncomfortably close to them. Possibly, but, but they're resting John Moran mm -hmm. tonight. I don't think they care about that one seed because I think they are looking ahead to second-round matchups and saying we don't want to see the Suns or Warriors or Lakers in the second round. Which is smart on their part, quite frankly. We'll see who they play. But I think I think you got to make a point to Denver because you're if you make it to round two, you're likely facing them. So I think you got to to make make a statement in that game. Friday, Sunday, I think you got to start deciding who do we really want to face. Do we want the, the Clippers? Do we want the Lakers? Do we want the Warriors? Because you're going to have a major impact uh, in those two games on who you might face. And I'd get strategic there because you know you have the week off. You can have what amounts to a mini training camp with these guys uh, and work on – all these things that you didn't get a chance to since Kevin Durant had come in and you haven't had a whole lot of practices with him. So, uh, so I think you have to think strategy in the final two games. And if that requires sitting some guys because it helps you get a matchup you think is more favorable for you, you do it. Yeah, I, I think the Suns are in a good spot. And I think Monty said it directly. He said we feel there's some things that need to play out first. And I think tonight's game, yep. Lakers versus Clippers, yep. could go a long way Big in what we game. see moving forward. Yep. I think they'll definitely play uh, Thursday against the Nuggets. The Nuggets have had guys sitting out. I think it's way too early with three games left to rest guys because they yep. do need those reps together, that experience together, just more lineup combinations, whatever. Um, but I think depending on what happens tonight, like if the Lakers win, suddenly you're looking at that Lakers game on the second night of a back-to-back -back on Friday a little bit differently. Um, you know, maybe you play that game and you rest strategically for the final season or game and the Clippers win and suddenly they're the five seed. Um, if the Clippers win and then you're playing the Lakers, maybe you bury them there and you rest again. Uh, it it kind of depends on what happens tonight, I think. Um, but they're in a good spot because I, I feel like they should play two out of the next three games um, because they do have a week off coming up. Like they will probably be a primetime game on Sunday, depending on who they're matched up with. If they got if you got KD against the Lakers, if you got KD against his former team in the Warriors, those are definitely going to be Sunday primetime games, I feel like. So you'll have a whole week off at that point. Well, I mean, Sunday's game could be. Yeah, you may know that you're playing the Clippers at that point. Right. So then at that point, you don't play anybody because... Mm. You, See, you... I still think you play them for at least half of the game because it's mostly from, like, the fan perspective. The last game of every season, you already know it's fan appreciation night. Usually it's a day game, which it is. Kids come out to that game. The players throw out a bunch of tchotchkes. Like, you got to play for at least half of the game. Look, they need to change fan appreciation yeah, nights. Why? So it's not the last regular season yeah. game. That doesn't make any well, sense. Well, it didn't matter for a decade. It did, before but the now last it three matters. Years, but now like, that it matters, I agree with we you. We should probably just. But, but I still think they shit. play a little bit on Sunday. I don't think they sit out completely. I don't know. Like even even in the bad days, they wind up sitting. Like you've got Alec Peters to drop. What was it? Thirty nine. Like, yeah. You're Archie Goodwin for some of the game. I, like I. Maybe uh, I like you don't you don't have KD on your team for this little amount of time. Thanks to that injury and not put him out there on the court for at least a short okay. amount of time. 
every home game. Let me let me look. I'm just going to tell you this. Mm. I love each and every one of you. This is not personal, <laughs> but I don't give a shit what the fans think on Sunday about uh, about who they're going to see because your goal is to win the 16 win 16 games after that and win a title. And if you do something on that final game when it's meaningless and you're going up against uh, the team that you if if at that point you're going to play, there's no point. You, I mean, you just you could put yourself in a dire situation just because you're like, we want to appease the fans. I mean, you could do everything you possibly can to try and save these guys from injury, but fuck. I mean, it happens. It like, KD literally got hurt, <laughs> not contact yeah. in pregame warmups. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, just at this point, honestly, I've stopped worrying about the injury um, stuff because you can't control it. Even if you try to prevent it, Game one of the playoffs, somebody can go down, and then you're screwed. We tried to prevent it uh, to a certain degree towards the stretch last year, and then same thing. Devin Booker gets hurt in the first round of the playoffs. It's like you can't prevent anything. I'm not trying to prevent it from happening in the playoffs. I'm trying to prevent it from happening on Sunday in a meaningless game because I guarantee that's not going to be the tune any of us are singing if KD or Book goes out there in a meaningless game and hurts themselves and isn't there for game one. Uh, of a playoff. If series. it's truly meaningless, like for the Suns, um, and honestly for the other team, like I still think that if the Clippers have something to play for, the Suns will will decide whether or not they're going to play all their guys. Or honestly, I, I do feel like there's a scenario if the Suns know that they, if they lose on Sunday, they would match up with the Clippers versus the Lakers or the Warriors. I'm not saying that 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 they would do this, but I think. They should just be like, eh, we'll, we'll play our guys for like a quarter and a half and then call it a day because you want to match up with the Clippers, in my opinion, rather than the Lakers or the Warriors. Right I now. agree with you on that one. But on the, at the same time, I think if the only way I don't think you should even consider injuries because, for one, we shouldn't be putting injury anything out into the world. <laughs> and then as a professional athlete, if you play worried about getting injured, the likelihood of you getting injured is going to go up. You can't play that way. And they don't play that way. It's not the players that should be concerned about that. That's why you have a coach. It's why you have a general manager that has to look at it and go, yeah, I'm weighing the the cost-benefit analysis here. I'm looking at this and going, this means nothing. To, to Saul's point, I understand if it means something for the Clippers, You know, maybe you don't want to front the athletic process or whatever you want to call it, but as, as somebody that's – you're there to win a championship. If anybody had anything happen in a meaningless game, that that's going to be a bad look. Sure. I just want to keep the rhythm as much as possible, and I know they got a week off possibly in between games, so that there's you know that that counteracts my point. But I, I do listen. KD, Book, CP3, DA, they need to be in as as good of a rhythm with each other mm -hmm. in terms of chemistry. As possible, and I just don't think it will hurt to throw them out there for a game, a quarter or two in in the final game of the season, and then you know I'll call call the wolves off and let the the bench guys take take it from there. Yeah, because Kevin Durant literally said that just a few days ago. He was basically asked like, "How are you? Things coming along with you kind of fitting in here with the Suns?" And he said, "Everything's good. All I need is more playing time. Like that's what's gonna mm -hmm. help us continue to build this chemistry." Like. The verbiage, the sets, all those things, they've come. We'll figure that out. But it's the time spent together with your teammates 
in real NBA game action. And KD's that not makes a difference. Yeah, and KD's not in he's not peak KD right now. Mm-hmm. Like his his rhythm is still he's still trying to find it. Um it feels like his legs are a little heavy right now, which typically happens the first game or two or three you come back you're pretty you're feeling pretty good you're energized you got a lot of adrenaline um and then the the what i like to call the itis sets in and your legs get a little heavier because you're trying to work through it um to get into like peak game shape we've seen that with da um a lot where at the beginning of the season maybe he has a couple good games and then he kind of goes into this little funk where he just looks like he's just tugging on his shorts and he's just exhausted. And then once he comes out of that, you're good to go. Um, I think KD's on the verge of coming out of that. Uh, last night, you know, it was, it was a little, it was a little, a non KD typical performance, just like the, the two games before that. But I think, you know, he'll, he'll work that through and he'll be fine. And these are the things you want to work out because once it comes back and you're at full strength, full speed, that's when you're really going to see peak KD. That's when you see him have performances like he did against the Bucks two years ago mm-hmm. in a game seven and just be completely dominant. When KD's hot, KD is the very best player in the NBA. I don't care what anybody says about Giannis. I don't care what anybody says about Embiid, Jokic. KD can take over a game from every single level. He's one of a kind when he's on. Uh, yeah, and, and Monty has talked about wanting to ramp up their minutes to closer to playoff caliber minutes. Um, and KD has said this as well. Like he wants, he said the biggest thing for him is to just keep getting more minutes so that he gets back in a rhythm, gets comfortable with his teammates. So far since he's been back, it's been 29, 33, 35, and then 34 in a blowout last night. So, And he played almost the entire fourth quarter after playing like half of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter. Right, so this this is an opportunity for him these next couple of games. I don't know how they'll divide it up, but it is an opportunity for him, even Booker and CP3 and DA to an extent to get closer to playoff minutes. So I, I don't, they're definitely not going to rest tomorrow. The injury report for tomorrow, there's nobody on it that can change, but I, I don't think it will. Um, and I think tonight's game, like I said, Lakers Clippers will have a huge bearing on that. The Lakers. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are both game time decisions for that. So they could be strategically dropping this game so that they are not the five seed and end up as are, the six. Are people trying to duck the Suns at this point? Well, There's I, been some I, weird I think guys people, not playing. I don't think it's ducking the Suns. I think they think the Kings are a favorable matchup more than anything. It's that, and I think they're on the second night of a back-to-back, and AD and LeBron have not been playing in both of those recently, mm-hmm. I think. One of those three teams is going to play themselves. And they're going to find themselves in that seven spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to laugh my ass off if they find themselves in that seven spot, lose that first game, and then drop uh, to that second game, which is which basically is all or nothing. Like, yeah, careful what you wish for. Yeah. I mean, Half they're trying to find out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, playing, they're playing a dumb game of musical chairs right now. Mm-hmm. And, and all of them are trying to outthink each other. Like, I, if I'm any of them, I'm just winning to make sure I'm in, you know? All right, we did get a super chat from Bobby. Bobby, thank you for your super chat. They said, hi, Lindsay. I'm picking the Suns to go to the finals, but look out for the Warriors with Wiggins coming back and the team being fully healthy, finally. Wiggy, 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 Lakers, sleeper, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) You said the same thing. Hmm? You said the same thing above? Um, I think one was just a, one got taken out and then one got got reposted, basically, yeah. So we got two super chats from Bobby Cox? No, I think we got one. Just was duplicated oh. on accident. Well, one has Lakers, the other one doesn't. They're different. Thanks for 20 bucks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. 
Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> but look at them. The very first one says the exact same thing the second one does, minus the Lakers thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if I read the second one, it still covers the yeah, first no, one? No, you read Oh, yeah, you, you read, read five. five. Yeah, it was five. <laughs> I, I don't understand But I was just saying that there are two different super chats. Yep, yeah, because I saw him send it, and then it went away because he said... So- he removed that chat because he forgot oh, the Lakers thing and gotcha. then sent it again. Gotcha. It's gotcha. only on okay. on our end of okay. things that we see that. Okay. The, so the actual viewers basketball. don't see it twice. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> thanks, Bobby. Appreciate you for being here and for the super chat and all of you guys in the chat and watching with us here on YouTube. Also, a quick note, the Cardinals, the PHNX Cardinals show, they put out all the information today for their NFL draft show happening out at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub on April 27th. Hopefully it'll be a good time. I don't know. Cardinals are a little bit of a mess right now. Hopefully. Yeah. But hopefully. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Not PHX Cardinals. No, Let's be we're going to have a great time. <laughs> it will be a good time. What the Cardinals do within the draft and surrounding the draft is not up to us. Fuck all that noise. That's what I'm but saying. we're going to have a great time. Hey, we, we've already got Johnny and Bo, their burner phones. So <laughs> they're good yeah, there. They're ready to go. Right? Yeah. Oh, so we're no. good. We're good. No, no, no. I'm saying the actual event out at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub, that's going to be a blast. What the actual Cardinals organization does and how that all unfolds, that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But you should definitely take it all in with like-minded people in your community. And that, again, is happening on April 27th. It's the best place to take in all of the action. As a reminder, to enjoy Four Peaks beer, you do have to be 21 or older, and we ask you enjoy responsibly. But... Four Peaks is open to pretty much everybody for majority of the day, right? You can bring your kids. Your whole family mm-hmm. can come down, mm-hmm. have a great food. They also have beverages outside of alcoholic ones that are delightful. So like? check it out. Like hmm? what? I mean, they've got sodas. They've got tea, oh. lemonade, things like that. I thought they had some cool drink that I didn't know about. I was like, wait, what? I mean, they might. Shirley it wouldn't Temple. surprise me. Shirley. Yeah, I do love a, a nice little Shirley <laughs> Temple when you go that. out to a bar. Mm-hmm. I had one at the Desmond the other day. It was good. It was. There's nothing wrong with the Shirley Temple, Mr. Bookman. There is not. It's a little (laughs) fancy. It's a little fancy. Also, cool stuff happening over on the Game Time app. We've told you guys about Game Time multiple times on this show. It is the best place to get your tickets last minute. They reward procrastinators. So this is top-notch experience. But we now have a promo code for you that also gets you... (laughs) So here's the deal. You don't have to click the link in the description anymore to get your tickets. You can snag your tickets without without stress when you use Game Time. So just download the Game Time app, create an account, use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Now terms do apply, but again, create an account, use and redeem that code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. How about this? John Mayer tonight out of the Footprint Center. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be out there. You want to join me? $76 tickets right now with that $20 off. You're getting in for $56. Bucks. That's Wait, pretty good. Yeah, You're I'm gonna going go... to see John Mayer. Are you really? He's, a good magician. he's actually like for real, for real? He's a yeah. good performer. I'm really? heading out there. Tracy and I are going to see John Mayer. Name one yeah. John Mayer song. Gravity, slow dancing your body's in a, wonder a burning thing. room. Oh, slow dancing in a burning room is great if you're upset in your relationship. That yeah. is a spectacular song. Yeah. Also, okay. he's a okay. really good guitarist. Like yeah. I never realized like how good oh. he was until I saw him live, and he did like a little 
thing. And I was like, damn, okay. Next I didn't level. know you had it like that. He 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 plays with dead and friends, the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. uh, remaining members of the Grateful Dead. He He's played with them. I'm he glad to clarify that because I was like, I don't know who that is. That's a fun name. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, you want to, tomorrow is Dimebacks Home Opener. You can get it as cheap as 23 bucks, but if you use the code, you're getting in for three! Three dollars! That's, That's how good impressive. game time is. That's really impressive. So yeah, Join me at John May. Make sure you download that app and use PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the four seed. We talked a lot about what the next three games should look like, but now I want to know who you guys want in the first round. I want uh, Let's go through and kind of rank mm-hmm. our options here. So I pulled percentages from... Uh, basketball reference as far as who they think will land up in that fifth seed. And the Clippers are at 39.9%. Lakers are at 26.9%. Warriors are at 26.3%. And then Pelicans, five and a half. And Timberwolves, 1.2. So I didn't even like consider the Timberwolves, to be completely honest. I feel like it's the top three that we're really discussing here. I My pecking order would be Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. Okay. Um, the reason why is because uh, the Lakers have been frauds all season. They continue to be. They forever will be. Um, and I don't want to give them the satisfaction of being able to play such an elite team in the first round. So they're gone. Uh, <laughs> that's why I don't want to play them at all. Okay. Uh, in, in the first round, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I If I have to pick, I like the Clippers because I think they're a little weak right now. It I, To me, that would be the easiest path. But if I'm going to go and I'm going to play and I got to play whoever, I kind of want the dubs because everybody's talking about the dubs are going to turn it on. They got Clay, they got Steph, Wiggins is coming back. But the matchup, Steph, CP3, Clay, KD, Booker, like that's a made for TV event. And we wanted them last year. And unfortunately, we didn't uphold our end of the bargain mm-hmm. this year. I would love to see that. If I can't get the clips, I want the Warriors. I don't care about the Lakers. Are we looking at storyline? Are we looking at what we think basketball path? That's. I mean, I I took it more basketball path, but I get the storyline. I'm the storyline. I I don't really care about the basketball path. Look, because for me, the the team I want least from a basketball perspective is the Lakers. I don't want to mess with LeBron. I don't want to mess with AD. Like I, I get that they've had a rough season. I, those two guys scare me. They've got size. Uh, they've got the ability. I think it could be just – I don't think they win, but I just think it's uncomfortable, right? I think the Clippers are where you want to be from a basketball perspective because without Paul George and everything says they'll be lucky if they get him back for the second round, mm-hmm. right? Uh, without him, you're now looking at Kawhi uh, – Russell Westbrook, like it, it's a talented team, but it's not as scary defensively as they once were. Now, if I'm going storyline, it's 100. percent I'm with Saul. I want the Warriors. I want to go out and yeah, are they maybe the scariest of the bunch? Maybe, but they're also the defending champs. And all we heard in 2021 was, well, this team didn't beat anybody. It was this and that and the other thing, and they didn't deserve to be in the title. <laughs> And all this crap, you're not getting that. If you beat the Warriors, then you beat Denver, and you beat whoever the hell else is left after that to get to the finals. That is a murderer's row. And for the storyline, I like that. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously the Warriors would be the most intriguing storyline. I think the Lakers honestly are not that far behind just because of the LeBron and KD factor. Mm -hmm. Right. When was the last time they played each other? Five years ago. Yeah. That's insane. In a regular season game. And in in the playoffs, it was 2017. So it's been a long time. Um, And that would be cool. But I do, for me, the basketball path order would obviously be Clippers at the top because Paul George, they've already said he wouldn't be back until the second round, most likely. Um, And Kawhi has been fantastic, and the Clippers have a lot of interchangeable pieces. But in terms of defensive rating since the trade deadline, they are 20th in that category. The Suns' offense would carve them up if that's the case. And you can totally exploit Russell Westbrook. Yes, he is Even though he's done stuff offensively well for them, and he's been really good at assisting and rebounding and whatnot. Defensively, he's a huge yeah, liability. He's the pigeon. Yeah, and turn from a turnover standpoint as well. Like he, mm-hmm. like you said, he's played really well for them recently. But there's a large portion of Clippers people that I follow that are like, okay, is this sustainable? Is this going to last? Or come playoff time, is he going to go back to making some of the mistakes that we've seen him make? He can't shoot all of these liabilities. That well, he's he averaging three and a half turnovers per right. game in the 18 games he's played, with and that feels low, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so the Clippers are at the top for me. Um, I I think after that, it's kind of tough because the Lakers do have the number one defense in the NBA since they've made those trades at the trade deadline. Jared Vanderbilt has been great for them, um, and they've looked like a different team with the moves that they made. LeBron and AD being healthy complicates things. Anthony Davis has been on a tear, but you also never know how long he is going to stay healthy. We saw it in the playoff series they had two years ago. the Warriors, I I still would put them at the bottom of that list for me, but I do think the Warriors have been a little bit inflated in people's minds. Um, you know, Andrew Wiggins coming back helps because he's had such a great season, but the Warriors are 19 and 18 when he plays this season. So it's not like they're world beaters with him on the court. They've been a barely above 500 team with or without him. Their defense hasn't been great. Their road record is atrocious, mm-hmm. and the Suns have already wrapped up the four seed. Um, I do think this is the type of matchup that could give them motivation to turn the switch on because going up against KD, you know that they would be motivated and vice versa. I don't know if that's what you want. I think the Warriors have a better chance of being exposed by a team that they don't really need to get up for, like the Kings or someone like that, who has a really great home court advantage. So I think I would go Clippers, Lakers, Warriors. Um, but honestly, I feel like the Suns have a good chance, a great chance of beating all three of those teams. I agree. I'm in the exact same boat. Clippers, Lakers, Warriors. I'm also like the Warriors, even though their road record this year has been absolute garbage, I wouldn't hang my hat on that. Yeah. You know, even though their track record through the regular season has been bad, you they're they're a championship caliber team and they know how to play in the playoffs. Like they're going to turn it on inevitably. Or at least I would assume they would. I would never assume that they wouldn't. So I wouldn't hang my hat on that road record. And then plus, like, the sheer firepower that comes with Steph and Clay. Yeah, there's two things, though, here, right? The Warriors aren't very good defensively. The other two teams that you're looking at, like you said, Lakers won since the trade deadline. And the Clippers still have the potential to be uh, a, a pain in your ass defensively. With the Warriors also, they're the only team that's getting the free throw line less than you are. Yeah, right. True. True. So you don't have to worry about that factor. With the Lakers, they're getting there more than anybody in the league. The Lakers are so, absolutely going to get a favorable whistle against us. So that adds 100%. a whole nother, another level that you have to battle in the playoffs. That's why 
you know, yeah, the Warriors may turn it on, but then it's okay. We're going mono we mono. Our defense versus your offense and your defense, which isn't very good against our offense, they can be otherworldly as well. Let's have a shootout. And I feel much better about that than getting into the muck with the Lakers and trying to figure out how free throws determine a series. So Yeah, and to your point, the Suns have been, I think, fourth in defensive ratings over the last month or so. Yeah. So it's not like they're they're slouches on that yeah. end either. Okay, so if we end up playing the Clippers and let's just say um, Paul George comes back, does Mm -hmm. that change your opinion? Does that throw a wrench into these plans? Because I'm sure a lot of it comes with the fact that Paul George Mm -hmm. is likely going to miss at least some of the first round, if not all of it. But if Paul George decides to come back or is healthy enough to play through it, does that change how you're feeling about the Clippers? No. He'll always be... Mm -hmm. We had a nickname for him before, but oh boy. Uh, he's not playoff P. He's not. Yeah, uh, yeah he's not. He's not playoff P. So uh, I always feel like he's a choke artist in the playoffs. So I don't really care about. It's Paul still George. a lot, of, a lot of length defensively, and mm-hmm. that concerns me because that you know that's two guys that can match up with Book and KD. So then it's going to come down to CP3, DA. How do these guys respond? Can Josh Okoge hit open shots? it becomes a little bit more concerning to me when you have two defensive guys that can really gum up the works for you there. The the switchability of the Clippers is a problem, and it is something that you would need DA to have a great series because he is the one guy, uh, uh, you know, obviously KD can score against anybody, yeah. but he's the one guy that can punish a small ball team for switching on him the way that they do. Um, I, I think Paul George changes the equation a little bit. If you look at that series they had in the conference finals two years ago against the Suns, He was pretty good in that series. I know everybody will remember the free throws that he missed. Uh, I think that set up the value. I think that was the game. But he was great in that series overall. He was great in that series overall, (laughs) and that series went six without Kawhi. Um, So I do, and he has been a Suns killer in the past couple seasons. Like he's he's always brought it against this team. Um, But I I still think even with Paul George, I would put them as the most preferable opponent of those three. And the Clippers have given us two of the greatest Suns buzzer beaters we've seen probably ever <laughs> in the book yeah. uh, where we got the initial Booker pose, mm-hmm. the laying down after he hit that shot in the bubble, yeah. and then the Valley Oop. So at least if the games are close, <laughs> we might get an entertaining finish. Was Raja Bell not the buzzer in the corner? I don't think it was, but I could It was be pretty wrong. damn close. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a history. Of it, yeah. So. so what you're saying is it would be Kevin's turn or Chris's turn to, you know, chip in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could be down for yeah. that. We got a super chat from Timmy. Thank you, Timmy. They said LeBron is arguably a top 100 player in NBA history. <laughs> arguably. I agree, Timmy. Yes. I agree with you. There's a decent yeah. argument for that. There's a decent there's, argument yeah. for that, for sure. <laughs> Uh, he might, he might be a future Hall of Famer. That's a quality. That's a quality super chat. That was that was a really good super chat. Thank you, Timmy. I appreciate that one. You know what else is quality? Hmm. Our friends over at Circle K and everything that they have to offer inside their stores. We're talking about gas. We're talking about Polar Pops. We're talking about iced coffee. All the snacks. All the treats. They've got beer they've got red bull they've got monster they've literally got nice anything you could lots. ever use they what they've got nice parking lots we experienced that today honestly though <laughs> you're not wrong though no, it I, is easy to park at circle no, case it is and the newer ones they're huge yeah they're huge parking lots so you can park you can always find somewhere to park at a exactly. circle k and i appreciate <laughs> that 
especially when uh, with our city growing, mm -hmm. you need places to park when you have to run into a gas station yes. to get a Polar Pop or whatever it is that your heart desires that day. And Circle K always has your back for that. Do you know, here's a random question about places like Circle K, mm -hmm. who we love. Do you know why they used to pump gas back in the day? Like they used to have gas station attendants? Mm-mm. You know why? Because they didn't trust you. They'd not get high from you know the gas. I have no idea. Because a lot of pumps did not have the automatic stopper. So oh. you had to be have the touch? Yeah, and you did. they didn't want you to, you know, pour right. out because yeah. um, they didn't have the automatic stopper. Did, so that's why they had a gas. Station. Did you know it's illegal in New Jersey to pump your own gas? It's they in Portland, have, too, isn't it? They still have oh. gas, ten, uh, gas attendants. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I my thing when I was out there. I would do love tip, it, but I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, yeah you it's, it's 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 but it's so weird. You're forcing me to do this. I have no choice. So now I gotta tip you on top of paying all that money for gas. That's mm. why I love Circle K. I don't have to tip nobody, <laughs> and I know that the gas is cheap. That is that is funny. Well, go ahead. Let's finish the Circle K before we go on this little tangent. Just make sure so. you're not missing out on all the great stuff that Circle K has to offer. Head to CircleK.com/store-locator. To find Circle K's near you. Okay. I just want to say this out loud since we went <laughs> sure. down this road, okay? Sure. Um, I do not – I'm not – I li listen, I know times are hard. People want, uh, you know, a little extra coin in their pocket, and that's the, that's all well and good. But I am not a fan of all the, the things that I used to get no questions asked about, do you want to leave a tip, like at places like Starbucks mm. and places like, you know, other – you know, there's a lot of other places mm. that routinely would not – ask you for a tip and now they're asking you do you want 10 15 20 25 percent i'm like no <laughs> like you're not doing anything extra that you wouldn't have done before well i mean that kind of reminds me of do you know why they started charging like at a gas station for the air pumps that you put in your tires mm -hmm. Inflation. Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> I knew I was walking I right into this. I, so I knew immediately where he was going with that one. <laughs> sorry i couldn't resist my gas station tip <laughs> Point was the was the fact I don't carry cash anymore. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying, but like, what do you do? What do you do? I thought you had a genuine fucking piece of knowledge that I was excited to hear about. I'm sorry. Saul <laughs> comes with the real trivia. You come with a joke. I like yeah, it. I had to. I, I no, you the, have something. The, so the automatic like the tipping question that pops up now. It's a new software that was rolled out during COVID. Um, and it's a really cheap software, so a lot of small business companies and large corporations are buying into this mm. new software development. So it's the same question. Everywhere you go, it's like 15, 20, or 25%. How much do you want to tip? And then you have to sign. Mm. It, no matter like where you go now, pretty much, for the most part, at least in the state of Arizona, you so can find it everywhere. My concern <laughs> is that these places have been charging you X amount of dollars. Cool. And then I give you $5 in a tip or five, 15, 20%, whatever it gives me. How do I know that that money is being evenly dispersed amongst them? See, that's this that's the hard part because like how many horror stories do you hear about on TikTok where it's like, oh yeah, we're a small business and we we make tips in theory, but we don't get to split tips or we split tips with the owners or something like that. And the owners aren't doing any yeah. of the actual services. And so it's so sketchy. These, And that's the unfortunate part about all of this is like, why does tipping even in, exist in the first place? Why don't we all just collectively agree to pay each other what they're worth? 
to pay each other with livable wages. Like, is that so much to ask for? But we are going down a whole ass you rabbit hole. You want to go down this rabbit hole? Why does anything cost anything? That's money facts. is a construct Why we all created in a, pr- in, a, in a prison of the mind, all right? And that's been old men yelling at clouds. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> all right, let's get this show back on track. To round things out, we did actually get some insight from Kevin Durant himself on that ankle sprain in the warm in warmups mm-hmm. uh, that obviously kept him out for quite a few games and uh, pushed back his home debut for quite some time. I felt bad. I mean, because it's such a freak thing. I mean, I wanted to go out there and play in front of the crowd. Felt like it was a big letdown when the game started because I didn't think people realized I wasn't playing until right when the game started. Mm-hmm. So I knew that would be a, a quick little letdown. Uh, but I, I knew they'll understand that stuff happens and that I'll be out there as quickly as I as I can. And uh, but everybody's just patiently waiting for me to go out there and play. I've I've never tripped on my own foot in front of ten thousand people, so I'm I'd probably be embarrassed. My it's like this. I've done that before in the workout <laughs> where I've stepped back and like and like sprained my ankle before. Uh, but that one was that one was tough. My my ankle swelled up so fast. And I was like, damn, I didn't know. I tried, and I didn't know if I should just go out there and play or tell the trainers. You know, I was like in between <laughs> there. So uh, I'm, I'm glad we worked it through it, though. I'm back out there. When you told me that afterwards, I was like, what? He's like, I, I realized I couldn't sneak on the court at that point because <laughs> <laughs> my ankle was swollen, and I was like, damn, I got to get taped for the game, so they're gonna see it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, just throwing um, shade at KD. Like I, I haven't tripped over my own foot in front of ten thousand people before. So what's that like? I, I have. It's embarrassing. <laughs> but I do like the fact that KD was like, "Yeah, I was gonna just try to go through it," right. uh, but until I realized, like, "Oh man, they're gonna have to tape my ankles. They're gonna see this." Yeah. So that makes me feel a little bit better about his willingness to play with a little bit of pain. Yeah. Why are they doing Kevin Durant dirty by sitting him in that seat? That looks like the most uncomfortable <laughs> seat for a seven foot dude that's that lanky. His knees are almost hitting him in the face. Yeah, like, it's, it's a very low chair for him. <laughs> um, but no, I, I love this. And I, when I see things like that, like how he's able to have a sense of humor about things that happen, which it held him out for like three weeks. It could have been something that yeah. he was still upset about, but um, he's a very relatable superstar honestly with just the way he's able to make fun of himself and and have a good sense of humor about it i I still don't understand why people don't like this man it's it's bizarre to me well i i love the fact too that he you could tell he genuinely felt bad for the people that had come out (laughs) to see him to the point where he was embarrassed by it and he thought how do i sneak back in here (laughs) yeah how do i you know like I, i i like that like that's considered and i like that this is the cool thing about new media or whatever you know, the the term is where an athlete can have that platform that he can be comfortable, he can be talking with a friend, and he can show that personality. That's Kevin Durant right there. Mm-hmm. And that's cool to be able to see and get that that thought process. Just like when Jock sits here, that's Jock. Like, you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's cool that these guys can can let let their real personalities show a little bit because there is all sorts of slander about KD out there. But when you watch that, how do you dislike him? Yeah. How do you not like a guy like that? That's that's natural. That's that, that uh, just feels good to hear a guy talk like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most players are pretty cool people behind the scenes. Mm. The thing is, is that with 24-7 social media and news these days, it's like 
you have to be so careful with what you say. Yeah. And people come in still trying to ruffle feathers and all this stuff. And so they are a little guarded and it sucks because then you lose out on things like this yeah. where you get the real per person behind the player. Well, and I, I don't hate, know. It's a bummer I, sometimes. I had the mentality, oh, a guy's sensitive or he's soft. Like, okay, he he did show a sensitive side. They're saying he felt bad for, for the fans. Mm. Is that such a bad thing? No. Like, is it? Is it wrong that a guy cares about about his legacy? Because we all do. And anybody that says they don't is flat out lying about it uh, to just act like they're tougher than they are. Like, I I much rather hear guys talk like that and, and be real about it than, mm -hmm. than be guarded because they're going to take crap for stupid things that uh, that aren't realistic in the first place. Yeah, I think we, we put this unreal expectation on players uh, to be superhuman and like above and beyond what we are as actual people mm. and it's it, listen the only difference between them and us is the fact that they get to play a game and they get to make millions of dollars doing it and they're super famous uh outside of that we're just like them uh so it, it's there's nothing about them that is superhuman if you will outside of their athletic ability which is definitely superhuman in some cases. So mm. I don't know why we, we, we put them on this pedestal um, to try and reach levels of expectations that are just almost impossible to reach. Uh, it, it's just not possible. So yeah. I, I don't really – listen, we've talked to Jock. We've talked to EJ. We've had other professional athletes here. Um, you've worked around professional athletes. I have, you have, you have. Like after about the first month or two, you kind of get a little numb to it. And you kind of start to see the, the gloss is kind of taken away and you see them for who they really are. And they're just fucking people. Mm -hmm. They're just regular ass people. And a lot of them, I don't, I can't recall one athlete that I've come across here in the Valley. Actually, there is one place with the D-backs um, that I was like, man, what a dick. Like, you got the T's on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no. Maybe, maybe, off, maybe off camera. There but were like there were a few sons back in the day yeah, that fell in that yeah, category. Yeah. But but for the most part, everybody was mad cool, and everybody's a really nice guy. Like it's just one of those things. But you encounter that in everyday life too. Yes, uh, one out of every fifty people you meet, you're like, God, I just don't like that person. It's 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 more than one out of fifty. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Players, no, or no people. people. I'm, this is just a number. I'm just saying, like, not every athlete is as as cool as the next guy, no, that's but a true. lot of them are. It's just yeah. again, they're just people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I don't like the word sensitive being twisted into such a bad thing. Like, it's not a bad thing if you're a man and you have feelings. Like, Facts. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and somebody in the chat brought up, I think people don't like Katie because he left to join the Warriors mm -hmm. after they got beat by them. He won two championships and two finals MVPs. Seems like a smart fucking choice to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, that was such a great fit for his talents. And they gave us, I know a lot of people don't like the Warriors or whatever, um, because they were a mini dynasty there, but like they gave us some fantastic basketball for a couple of years and that team was unbeatable. So yeah, if you want to win titles and you keep hearing about how you haven't won any titles, why wouldn't you go do what you can I don't win understand. title? Because anywhere else in life, right? Right. If you go to work at, at a different place because it's a step up, you're celebrated right. for that. <laughs> yeah. But you in sport, just like, can't do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. We have this, we have this unreal, like, People place rules on 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 athletes on what is acceptable and what is not in their own eyes, mm -hmm. and it's just so ridiculous. Listen, the argument forever 
has been uh, has been about making sure that you win a championship to validate your Hall of Fame career, mm-hmm. right? So KD does that, and he gets vilified for it. Mm-hmm. I like, what do you want him to do? Like, you guys are the ones saying, "Well, he's not in this class until he wins the title." Well, okay, Charles Barkley, look, perfect example. Like everybody roasts him because he doesn't win a championship. Had he won a championship by ring chasing with the Houston Rockets? Would people still be saying, oh, oh well, he, he, it's not the same? No. It doesn't They count. would be vilifying him for ring chasing. Oh, you didn't – or you didn't do it when Michael was playing. Like, right. oh, come on. Man. You have I'm to like, win a ring the exact right way that people yeah. want you to win a ring. Because have to go basketball. if you join the Warriors, that's too easy. If you stay with OKC okay, – notice how people talk about Russell Westbrook now and yet at the same time him leaving Westbrook was such a terrible idea when – Mm-hmm. ever since then all the years since he won his mvp it's been nothing but downhill for them and people were saying at the time that they didn't think the thunder would win because of the way westbrook played like what what do you want mm-hmm. I, I don't it's just annoying the way that we do this instead of appreciating greatness when we get to see it oh well we're gonna appreciate the hell out of that greatness <laughs> over the next two months okay i have a question about this comment from d in the chat said remember when katie was roasted nationally for calling his mom the real mvp I Did I he, miss this? I thought, I mean, it turned into a meme, but I thought people were generally pretty like, wow, that was a really cool moment. I, I, I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. I didn't think he was, I didn't think he was getting roasted. Okay. I, well, and look, that's another reason to like him. I mean. I was like, why no, on earth would you roast somebody for caring about their mother? Well, we were out at the press conference. And the first yeah, thing, the there. first thing he did when he left was he went over to his mom, gave her a big hug, and gave her the first jersey that he got. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty amazing that that he still has that kind of connection with his mother. And I don't if people want to hate on things, they hate on things. I don't care that he's sensitive. That's a good thing, and he, and he loves his mom. Congratulations. You want to <laughs> hate on that? That's on you. Like, that's... Yeah. There's another Sheesh. there's another chat that I'd like to bring up. Yeah, which one? Uh, way earlier, uh, I forgot who it was, but they said, "Real talk, um, do you guys only read comments if they're super chats?" Um, and I uh, would like to address that. No, uh, we have had plenty of people be acknowledged in our chat uh, that comments. Uh, the biggest thing it's from M- Mustachio Mike. Um, the biggest thing for us is is like if we see you repetitively in our chat, typically you by nature become part of the show. And if you say something that sticks out, we're going to say it. Um, but if you just have a casual musing or, you know, 18 people are saying the same thing, then we'll acknowledge the question in general, but uh, not every single super chat is the only reason why we're going to, we're going to read it. We do read just about every super chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally we'll miss one, but for not the most bad. part, it's, it's <laughs> super chats. And then, uh, things that really stand out in the in the chat, but we appreciate all the comments. We see them all, mm-hmm. and uh, and we try to incorporate that in the show if that helps. Speaking of super chats, we do have <laughs> another super chat. This one's from No Comment. It said, "Who would y'all want to play in the first round?" Uh, I believe you came in a little bit late, or you're early on in the show, and you're playing catch up. But we discussed that for a really yeah. heavy period there, so go back and listen to that. But essentially, it's Everybody's Clippers. Suffers. Yeah. And then Lakers Warriors, one A one B, depending on the the host here. Yeah. But that's basically the how it goes. Yeah. All right. Anything else, you guys? Any final thoughts? Yeah, easy. It's not that we don't understand why people got on KD right. for leaving OKC. It's that we don't agree with why they got uh-huh. why they got on about it. So, yeah. Right. That's it. We understand why people are upset. 
I just don't think people should be as upset as they are. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Tomorrow we will have a pregame and a postgame show for you before the Suns uh, take on the nug. Oh, I lied. We won't have a pregame no show pre-game. tomorrow because tomorrow's our takeover. Yeah, so Bring it on, Denver! If you got a ticket to the takeover, we will see you tomorrow. Yeah. We will not have a pregame show tomorrow because we're going to be out at the you arena. Can, you can see us in the crowd in the lower level repping all the Valley Sicko shirts. So you yeah. just see that nice blob of purple. That's us. <laughs> yes, exactly. But we will have a postgame show for you. We will be back in time to make sure that we Put on a great post-game show for you guys. So tomorrow, plan to meet up with us here on YouTube after the game wraps up. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnext underscore sons. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, it doesn't matter who you beat, who you face in the first round. Yeah, beat him anyways. Oh, hey, boy. Retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. BHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw him pass the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always wreck the family.